You're in the break room. There's a big white box. You open it, and there is a full, vast array of donuts before you. You can have all the donuts. What is the last donut you would pick in the box? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's not the first one? Because we've done that before. But what is like the last? Donut? You're like I, I'm gonna have every. I don't like that. And like saying you don't like a donut is hilarious because you're gonna eat it anyway. But like, what's the one you're gonna save for last? Because you just don't care about it. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. This is all in honor. Holly, thanks for asking. What's what are we honoring, Bradley? It's National Donut Day. <laughs> Yay! National Woo! Donut Day. Celebrate. So Celebrate. basically, you're asking Bradley what donut is trash? Yeah. What's yeah. the trash <laughs> donut? What's the trash donut in the box? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Because there, you you have that in the before times. We're kind of getting to the after times, but in the times when there was that group donut box, and then everyone was done with the meeting. Everyone selected the donut that they wanted. There's always one or two stragglers yeah. that then get put out in the community kitchen. Yeah. And then people just look at them and they're like, mm. they're like, I'm not touching that one. But then slowly but surely nubbins disappear, yeah. little slices yeah. disappear because that's the thing that people seem to do now is to like slice off pieces of donut so that the rest of us can enjoy. Like that way you're not just biting into the, you know, the uh cream-filled chocolate and then going ah and throwing it away. <laughs> you're you're sampling it so the rest of us can enjoy it. What's the donut for you that you are going to wait until the very end? The trash donut. <laughs> the trash donut. <laughs> the definitive trash donut list here on the Colleen and Bradley show today for National Donut Day and that's D O N U T. Mhm. I don't know. Well, can Do we you, spell it the other way, though? You could. Well, why not? It's, just, it's too many letters. Okay, fine. Is we that like our your don- preferred spelling? No, donuts by a brief. I don't care. A donut by any name is delicious in my mouth. All right, let's go right to the phones because we have full phone lines. And I think uh, Larry is first on the list. Uh, hey, Larry, what's the trash donut? Hi, Larry. Hello. What's the last donut you're taking out of that box, Larry? All right, we lost Larry. It was Larry's. So, it, he was so offended by his trash so donut that he couldn't he speak. Up. Okay, thanks, Larry. Let's go to Julie. Julie's on the phone. Okay, Julie, what in your estimation, Julie, is the least favorite donut? That would be maple nut or anything with blueberry jelly in it. Oh, okay, no Disgusting. jelly. So you don't but like... right. No, I eat around it, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? You'll find the bits that you can eat. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's perfect, Julie. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, so, Julie. Maple jelly. She's not right, Julie's though. favorite. Maple's nasty. I love maple. Ew, gross. I am one of those people, like, I love... I talk, what's your name? Uh, Bradley. <laughs> and oh, <laughs> he's talking. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, buttons. Too maple many buttons. is gross. I love maple. Maple stinks, though. But like, maple, maple can, you can, you can get to a level of being done with maple. I understand that. But I love maple. Oh, it just leaves. I a do stench. not. I do agree with her on the jelly situation. Oh, yeah. As a fan, or as a general rule, I'm not a fan of jelly in my donuts. But mm-hmm. you know, no, everyone's got a trash me. donut. Should we go to Linda and yeah. find out uh, Linda's trash donut? Hey, Linda, thanks for calling. What's your least favorite donut in the box? Hey, well, Linda. Oh, hi. I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, but in my office. 
it's the donuts that's been cut in half with a plastic knife and is all crusty on the edges. Oh, for (laughs) sure, right? But somebody always does that, so there's just like little bits left over. Yes, or the one that somebody left a big thumbprint in the chocolate frosting. Oh, ew, Linda. (laughs) So, Linda, in the office box of donuts, what is the donut that's always left behind that's the crusty donut that's cut in half? Oh, probably the cake donut with the white frosting instead of the chocolate frosting. Oh, okay. All right. I All could right. see that, That's Linda. your office trash donut. Trash donut. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. Thanks, Linda. I always, do you know what I always think that trash donut is, Holly? Uh, that people like cut into and it gets that like dry and crusty. It's always going to be like a yeasty donut. Yep. Um, and probably like the, you know, the like sad, it's not a cinnamon roll, but it's like yeast donut dough but in the shape of kind of like a cinnamon like a sad little cinnamon roll oh yeah it's not quite a cinnamon roll. yeah it's, Ap- but it's all no, those aren't apple fritters what are those it's got like a little whiff of cinnamon in it and it just gets dry Ooh. and then by about three in the afternoon you're like well i mean i guess i'll eat this yeah it's kind of got a <laughs> got a light crust on it but yes. you know i'm hungry but exactly <laughs> nobody's leaving anything uh, by the end of the day. Okay, we're talking about the the uh, definitive trash donut here on National Donut Day. So far, we've gotten cake donut with white frosting. Uh, anything with jelly in it. Blueberry jelly. Blueberry jelly. And maple. And maple. Let's go to Melanie. Melanie's on the phone. Hey, Melanie, what's your least favorite donut in the box? Oh, for sure, the powdered sugar donut. <laughs> oh, you don't like powdered sugar, huh? No, I just think they're so dry, and then the powdered sugar is all over your face, all over your mouth. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I get it. Thank you, Melanie. Yeah, thanks, Melanie. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about powdered donuts, Holly? Well, they have a very 80s aesthetic. I, I don't <laughs> see many powdered donuts anymore, do you? Like, unless you're getting, like, the hostess or the... What do you call those? The little ringy? The little hostess mini donuts? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like the bag that come in a bag or oh, whatever. Oh, donuts. Oh, those are donuts. so good. Donuts. Yes. Right. Well, when you're getting a variety pack from a bakery, don't see a lot of those. No. Be, I think it makes me think of the Entenmann's ones. Remember, <gasps> if the Entenmann's one, it would be the chocolate, the white powdered, and oh, then the cinnamon. Coconut or, is it coconut or cinnamon? It was, I think there, there probably was both, but yeah. I, I remember the like brown, dusty donuts okay. that were okay. like the cinnamon sugar. Oh, yeah. they're so good. Yeah. Oh. But they're good when they're good. Like if they're dry, then it's just like... Or the Mickey's donuts, the little mini donuts that you get at the gas station and they have the hard chocolate on the outside. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind those. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, Annabelle's going to be our last word on the uh, trash donut supreme. Hey, Annabelle, what's your least favorite donut in the box? It's the plain cake donut. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Just a plain cake donut. Yep. I like the maple. I like the frosted donuts. I like them all except for the plain cake donut does it just get too dry is that what bothers you yeah 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 i agree yeah, annabelle. thank you annabelle <laughs> thanks annabelle in fact it in sugar yeah, oh, yeah right you could just bust sugar, open powdered sugar exactly yeah. thank you annabelle um i will say we happened upon a six pack of plain cake donuts in our break room holly yeah and i was like um Who's going to eat those? Because plain? Who wants plain anything? Mm-mm. Like plain donuts remind me of the 1940s if you're going to an old tiny say, diner like, and you dip your coffee in it. Yeah. 
But like the, yeah, like the kids' book. There's this book called Homer Price, and he made a donut machine. But he just made the plain donuts out of that. Who wants a plain donut? I don't know. That's sad. Um, Holly, what's your least favorite? My least favorite, I would say. You know, I have to agree with the previous caller. The maple donuts with the maple. Well, frosting. that's good. We'll never fight over. Yeah, donuts. we're never gonna fight over donuts. We're what's never the, gonna. Ugh. What's the first one you're picking? Well, of course, I'm gonna pick the eclair. With the Boston cream on the oh, inside. Like a long john? Yeah. With the big fat blurb of cream in the middle? Oh, yum. Grant, what's your least favorite donut? Least favorite is anything filled. So anything cream filled, jelly filled. Really? Nothing. I won't do you it. You don't even like cream filled donuts? I'll eat around them like that one caller said, but once it gets to the middle, I like crust. Miss Shannon and I were talking about this in the last show. I like a little bit of crust. I like a little dry. I'm a little Do you like there. apple fritters? Because they get crusty. I don't mind them, yeah. Yeah. I don't mind them. But then the first one I'm grabbing is the Long John chocolate sprinkles right away. With no filling. No filling. That is so crusty. Crazy because those to me are cruel. <laughs> yeah, like, aren't are they called ju- crulers? I don't know, but That's they're. A yum, 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 but yum. they should call those donuts cruel because yeah. you bite into them and you're like, "Where's the cream?" There's no cream. What about you, Bradley? Before we have to go, least yes. favorite donut would be a plain cake donut. <laughs> and uh, the first one I'm picking out of the box is probably a maple iced donut. Sorry, Holly. Enjoy. It's I'm happy for nothing you. Nothing personal. Happy for you. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. when we come back, uh, we're going to be happy for our mouths because it's cheat day and there's a big steaming pile of yumminess just waiting for us to bite into it. Find out what we're cheating on when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. It's time to put some things in our mouths. It's called a cheat day here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's Friday. It means we're going to cheat. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Holly, what are we putting in our mouths today? Do you want to show the audience? Oh, yeah. Hold on Here, a second. Okay. I'm going to turn on. Oh, okay. Here. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. It's very okay. big. It's big. big. And Di- meaty. Direct from the old country. <laughs> <laughs> it's pizza high. It's a yeah. pizza pie. It's a pizza pie. Pizza me, you pizza No. <laughs> Oh my God, Holly, I hope Pizza Hut calls you immediately <laughs> for an endorsement because that was the best commercial well, ever. They're missing out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're not missing out today because Pizza Hut has something new. And uh, Pizza Hut is actually like a frequent flyer here on Cheat Day Friday. Basically, we put things in our mouths that we wouldn't allow ourselves to eat most days. And today, it's all about the Pizza Hut. They have a brand new thing on the menu. And Holly, it's 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 a throwback. It's a throwback to the 90s. And in fact, I remember this. This is probably second only to my favorite Pizza Hut. Well, no, that's not true. This is probably third or fourth on the list because I have several Pizza Hut favorites, um, most of which don't exist anymore. The first is, do you remember the Priazzo? The Pizza Hut Priazzo pizza. It was like a pizza with a crust on top. No. It was like a big fat pizza pie. Oh, I'd love that. A pizza pie. I think it was called the, the Priazzo. The pri- I bet it was. <laughs> I anyway, don't remember it. Uh, the, my favorite Pizza Hut experience, of course, is just the uh, revolutionary stuffed crust. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Pizza Hut. Where you would eat it backwards. <sighs> yes. Because even the crust is a meal. All right, let's go to today's offering. Holly, it's a throwback to the 90s. It's called The Edge. You don't need the whole seat. You only need the edge. You can eat the edge. Now, this was back in 1997. And according to CNN, it's made a few rare appearances since 1997. 
released most recently back in 2009. So we haven't had an opportunity to put this in our pie holes. No. Since our pizza pie hole two decades ago. Wow. That is kind of yeah. cool. So we're basically going back in time to try something new. Now we should describe the, the edge, the, the selling point on the edge. Cause um, our good friend uh, at the front desk was like, what is that? And I was like, it's the edge. That means that all the toppings go right to the edge. To the edge. Extreme, extreme, extreme. So many cross, toppings. Cross, cross, toppings cross. everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Thin everywhere. crust pizza with toppings to the edge. So um, then we opened it, and Holly, there's a slight problem. There's an edge. And there's the an edge. Don't go and to it. There's no toppings. <laughs> I'm going to bring you exhibit A. Okay, on close this. up wow. on the YouTube cam. Careful. You might want to hold that. Yeah. Things See, are going to fall. Look. Look. There's an edge. Oh, there's an edge. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to go to the edge. Yeah. I still see something that looks like a crust. Okay. I also was Hut. mildly bummed, you guys. I'm sure it's going to taste great. We'll get to it in just a minute. We're going to review Pizza Hut's The Edge. Uh, Grant is now um, modeling it. Modeling the like edge. Like a Barker's Beauty. Yeah. You got to pat that a little bit. <laughs> it sounded like you <laughs> yeah. said Barker's Beaver. Um, <laughs> I could be that, too, if you want. <laughs> okay. It's Friday. <laughs> I guess so. I guess. Um, so, what was I saying? Pizza Hut. Yes, I'm sure it tastes great. We'll get to that in a moment. However, it did not go to the edge. And in the promotional material, it looks like it's square cut, which I was really excited for because I do love a good square cut pizza. This is Because if something goes to the edge, then you should do a square cut. Because it makes sense. Because then you have the whole circular thing going on. And yeah. Then you, then you kind of like every other Minnesota pizza we've ever put in our mouths. Like if you order a local Minnesota pizza, unless it's a deep dish, right? Right. Or a regular crust. But I just feel like that. I love that sort of flat, thin crust, square cut pizza well, experience. Now, I will say that the crust on this Pizza Hut, the edge pizza, is thinner than their traditional hand tossed, but it's not quite as thin as a thin crust. So and it's the, somewhere in the middle. Can we talk about the edge? Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, what about Which her? again, there's not supposed to be an edge. That's oh, the whole point. It's yeah. called the edge. Um, it's kind of crispy. That's fine. Like crackery, like thick and 
Well, did you want it to be more uh, moist and fluffy? Well, I just wanted all my toppings okay. to go to the edge. Oh, okay, well, let's try. Yep, put it in your put it in your mouth, fellas. Who's give gonna it a try? Should we try it yeah. first? Holly, do you want to just give us a visual of what's on this pizza? Yeah, I'm going to give you a play by play. Well, this is, I believe, that they said that this was called the ultimate, which is essentially their supreme version. So we've got uh, pepperoni, green onions, onions. Or green pepper. green pepper, excuse me, uh, sausage, little tomato, uh, possibly a mush or a, a mushroom. No, I don't see the mushroom. That's just the onion. So it's like a supreme red pizza. Onion. Red onion. It's really good, actually. All I right. mean, it's a good solid pizza. Lots of toppings. How's the, the sauce? The cheese is good. The sauce is good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like some Italian seasoning. Oh yeah, from the old country. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, bespeckled on the top. You guys jump right in. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a good piece. It's a good piece of pizza. I would actually eat this if it appeared in front of me. Yeah. Like now, <laughs> I might eat the whole slice. So I will say, even though it doesn't go to the edge, the edge, 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 edge. I do like this crust better than the regular crust because then you don't have those big pillows of dough mm-hmm. that you then have to dip in sauce, which don't get me wrong. I don't. I just have to have sauce. Well, you have to be in the right. mood for it because I think the last time that we had Pizza Hut on Cheat Day Friday, I think we tr- did. We try the Detroit style pizza from Pizza Hut. Well, we tried something where the crust was really aggressive, or just mm. like the dough was really aggressive, and mm. this is not an aggressive Mm-mm. dough experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really nice. Well, we got to rate this. Mm-hmm. What are we going to give the edge at right. Pizza Hut? I give it a solid four for Pizza Hut four. Totally yeah. agree with you. Four Cobras. Yeah, I might even go 4.2 because I don't do even number or, you know, a, a, a rounded number there. All right. 4.2. 4. 4.3. Yeah. Wow. Pizza Hut, you knocked it out of the park. I will say I was I was surprised. A I got skip. a little sad there for a minute when yeah. I didn't see the edge. Yeah. Well, we got to wrap it up. We got to wrap up, man. All right. Thank yeah. you, Pizza Hut, for Cheat Day Friday. You can watch our Cheat Days on YouTube, of course. When we come back, celebrities behaving badly. It's Celebrity D-Bags. Right here on my talk 1071. Just enjoying the rest of our pizza party here on Friday. Oh, June 4th. I almost forgot what day it was. You're listening to Colleen and Bradley as we wrap up another week of pop culture hideousness and fun, of course. Uh, now it's time, well, to get, let's get back to some of that hideousness with some celebrity D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day. Holly, who's your D-bag? Um, I don't know if this person is a household name. Well, they're definitely not. Perhaps they're famous to certain people. Okay. But it's this guy named Salvatore Garau. I have no idea who that is. I don't know Do who I? he is either, but like oh. everybody in this story is just a D-bag. It's so yeah, dumb. Okay, good. I, uh, so he's an Italian artist. Right there. I'm just... No, I'm kidding. I don't... <laughs> I'm Italian offended. That Drawing the line. That yeah. Leonardo. <laughs> what a D-bag. <laughs> no. So he's been making news over the past couple of days with something that people are calling a boundary-pushing piece of art. It's called Lo Sono I Am. And this piece of art, you guys sold for more than $18,000. Wow. Which, in the world of the mega art world, that's that's not a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty significant for the piece because of what the piece consists of. Oh, no. Is this one of the modern art things? Contemporary? I don't even know what kind of art it's called, but that art where you look at it and you're like, 
I, it's just like a box of hair. What is that? Yeah, kind of. Close. You're, close, but this is next level, Bradley. Oh, it's that kind of hair? <laughs> Somebody spent $18,000 on a work of art that's considered an immaterial sculpture. No. Meaning that somebody spent $18,000 on an invisible piece of art that's made of nothing. You are kidding me. Ah. Where do I see this non-art? Well, you can't. Because there's no photo. You can see a picture of the artist with his arms crossed. Okay, so there's not like, you don't even get like a pedestal to put your non-existent piece of art on? Well, actually, Bradley, thank you for asking because <laughs> like when you buy a star from a television advertisement, you get you a... You mean like an actual star Yeah, like an sky. actual star in yeah. the sky and you get to name it after your loved yeah. one or your dog or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Lasono comes with a certificate of authenticity. Oh my God, this is so... And as well as a set of instructions on how to display your immaterial sculpture. I can't tell if this is genius. I know. Uh, it's or absurd. Both. I was going to say it's probably a combination of both. Because <laughs> on the one hand, if you can get somebody to spend that kind of money on nothing, congrats to you, sir or ma'am. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> now, reportedly, the owner of Lasono is encouraged to exhibit this invisible work, quote, in a private house, in a roughly five-by-five-foot space free of obstruction. <laughs> oh my God. This is so detailed. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Oh, from a person who collects things and displays them over all over his house, like I'm a weirdo like that, this is absurd to me. This is just like, I think that the person who bought it might even be... So you're saying you would not spend thousands of dollars on nothing, Graham? No, but like most people wouldn't, but someone clearly did. Yeah, somebody did. Somebody with too much money who felt like it was either a joke or worth their hard-earned money. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps a way to uh, take your money... Yeah. And put it in the laundry machine. Ah. Rinse it out a little bit. Oh, scrub a dub dub. Hey, if anybody, if there's a Kardashian out there that needs to launder something, let me know. Maybe I've maybe, got a lot of nothing for you to buy. Maybe Chris Jenner has this piece <laughs> of art in her was, in her Palm Springs home. How can we get rid of a million dollars? Let's buy a piece of art. It's invisible. Well, Kim tried to do that. You'll remember the Italian government came knocking because, of course. Remember, she bought that piece of art that was, a, I think it was Italian piece of uh, archaeology. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, like an archaeological, uh, historically important piece. So Now, this isn't uh, Salvatore's first invisible sculpture. <laughs> this isn't what? his first time at no, the Invisible no Rodeo. Way. Because his previous piece, called Buddha and Contemplation, was an invisible sculpture <laughs> that was displayed in a piazza in Milan. Oh, my gosh. He said you don't see, see it, but it exists. And it's made of air and spirit. No. It it's a work that asks you to activate the power of the imagination, a power that anyone has, even those who don't believe that they have it. Bradley Grant, you have the power of imagination. Activate it. Oh, my God. This is so <laughs> mind-numbing. This person would be hard to be around. Yes. You know, like, I'm going to show off my piece of art today. And you're like, but it's not there. There is nothing there. But it is if you see it. You just don't. And then you end up walking away feeling dumb when in actuality you're not. So this is like the art equivalent of gaslighting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh. so everybody involved in that story. Well, good congrats. Pick. Yeah, good pick. Holly. Something tells me the person who bought this is not showing their face anywhere. That's that's who I think the big D bag is here. <laughs> you know, they were at like a big, you know, it was probably like a dinner party or like a, you know, a wine fest. Like, you know, it was a silent auction experience. They were, you know. Uh, kicking back some vino. Oh, yeah. And they're like, I'll buy it. It looks amazing. Lot 34 and then they, is Il Sono. I am. Oh, that sounds great. You're like, oh, I love that idea. It's so brilliant. It's like nothing, but it's everything at the same time. And you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> and all I have is this certificate well, of authenticity. <laughs> and remember, five by five space, you guys. You, gotta can, can you, you don't even get that. You just get the instructions to make that in your own home. I know. <laughs> can you get insurance on that? We'll have Great to ask question, Satan. right? And then how do you cash in on that insurance? <laughs> yeah. It was stolen, it I swear. <laughs> it was here if you could see it. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe maybe that's why they bought it, just to mess with their insurance company. Oh, well, have well, some fun. I yeah. think they succeeded. Who's your D-bag, Bradley? Oh, thanks for asking. Speaking of D-bags, um, do you guys remember a couple by the name of... Um, how do you say Hilaria Baldwin? Ooh, yeah. Oh, how do you say cucumber? cucumber? <laughs> she and Alex, or Alex, Alec Baldwin are my D-bags today. And here's why. Because I saw this headline and I was like, oh, here we go, you guys. Hilaria Baldwin announces new parenting podcast with husband Alec Baldwin about <laughs> inspiring others to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Can we play his voicemail as the intro to that podcast? Yeah, right? (laughs) Here's how to destroy your child's innocence. Just call them on the phone and swear at them. These people have no shame. Yeah, they probably were the ones that called that artist and said, yeah, you can totally get people to spend that kind of money on nothing. Yeah, it's at Alec Baldwin's house out on Long Island. Yeah. So Hilaria has decided that she has not gotten enough attention from the world. So she has decided to double down on her attention-seeking behavior by doing what everybody else does. And by the way, please download Colleen and I's podcast. It's called Go Deep in the Shallow. We're currently recording the second season. And uh, it's everywhere you can get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my cheap way of getting a plug-in for our podcast. However, Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin have decided that they're going to do a podcast called What's One More? With (laughs) Alec and Hilaria Baldwin. No. Introducing What's One More? A new podcast. Uh, Oops. I'm sorry. This internet is destroying my eyes. Uh, they'll have converse now this this is the best so like you guys know this everybody's got a podcast right Mm -hmm. and you love podcasts i don't know grant do you listen to podcasts yes okay holly i know you do when you're looking for a new podcast you know you got a few seconds to like grab somebody's attention pull them in be like i want to listen to that well here's the description of this podcast for alec baldwin and hilaria baldwin (laughs) a new podcast with alec baldwin and hilaria baldwin They'll have conversations with celeb friends, specialists, authors, and various guests about relationships, parenting, charity, and how we can inspire others to be better and do more. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants this. Nobody says, like, nobody goes, I want all of that. 
<laughs> and especially from Hilaria and Alec Baldwin. Right? Like, tell us how to be better, you guys. Yeah, please. Why don't you go punch somebody in the face over really, a parking spot and get really, kicked off the airplane because you don't want to stop playing words with friends, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, or you pull off a decades-long grift pretending that you have an accent you don't actually have. <laughs> now, that's because, a podcast I want to listen to. Exactly. How did yes. you pull off the grift, yeah. Hilaria? Yeah. Pull back Hillary, the curtain Hillary and let us know. Yes, that would be something that would actually be interesting. But I, nobody asked Alec Baldwin and Hilarion Baldwin to give us this kind of information. And also, it just sounds so... It's the cheap, easy, lazy celebrity uh, reach for cash. Because I'm sure somebody came to them and said, like, do you guys want to do a podcast? And they're like, yeah, we'll do a podcast. What are you going to do? Well, we know famous people, so we're going to talk to some of them. Yeah. And we'll talk about like things that are totally relatable, which turns out actually aren't relatable at all because you don't live a life that any of us live and we don't really want to aspire to what you have because lately it's been seeming kind of debaggy. Yeah, and grifty. Now, Hilaria, did you know, Bradley, that she is already co-anchoring a spot on the Mom Brain podcast with Daphne Oz, the daughter of Dr. Mehmet Oz. So that's going to... It has 71,000 followers on Instagram. Now I'm just looking at the story that you placed here for this. So nobody's asking for any of when this. Nobody wants anything with it from this. Celeb friends, specialists, authors, and various guests. That's just like the most uninteresting, uninspiring. Like, let me turn into this excuse for turning on a microphone you've created for us today. Mm, you know what? <laughs> one. Okay. What's one more the podcast like, sounds like, Bradley? If I What's that? This podcast sounds like a round shape. And the name of a Steve Martin movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I got I it. I got it. I got it. I got it's it. Friday. It I took me it. a while. You've done this before. Nice job. Touche. A round shape and a Steve Martin movie. Uh-huh. And the Steve Martin movie is the jerk. You can fill in the blank. Um, Thanks, Brad. Thank you, Bradley. Well, you know, somebody out there was like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Yeah, Roxanne? My, my mom is in the car yeah. going, what? Circle? Circle, Roxanne. <laughs> Love you, Mom. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm not listening, but it is starting June 8th, this coming Tuesday, if you want to listen. Uh, to listen and subscribe, head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, even though I know you're probably not going to. I do think that it might get a listen. Uh, I might give a tiny bit of a listen just because I want it to prove... I want them to prove me right. <laughs> me right? too. Do the like you're going to turn on, t- turn it on, and they're going to spend about twenty minutes small talking about themselves, about themselves, <laughs> because they're so delighted with that circular experience. And then they'll get around to their famous friend who just stopped by, hmm. and for, then they'll talk about themselves for twenty more minutes. It'll be the train wreck you can't look away from, right? Oh. For for a second, at least one try. Yeah. <sighs> At least on this program, we have commercials to keep you from ourselves. So um, that's what we're going to do right now. But don't forget, Colleen and I do actually have a podcast, and we don't spend the first 20 minutes talking about ourselves. We actually, uh, this season, by the way, can I tell you about our podcast really quickly called Go Deep in the Shallow? It's all a special deep dive into something near and dear to our hearts, all about uh, viral D-list celebrities. So stay tuned. Hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll have more details on that. Now, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show from our own navel gazing to that, 
of doubling down on a little D-bag known as Tom Cruise. When we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on Monday. Monday? <laughs> no! Friday. Friday. Oh my god! The opposite of Monday. You guys, I think I was trying to say on my talk and then Monday just popped out anyway. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show and it is Friday and it's time to double down on a little debaggery. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Yes, because once ain't enough, especially when Tom Cruise is in the house. Woof. You guys, uh, he's in quarantine right now. Mm, turns out uh, COVID quarantine after some dancers and crew members tested positive on set. So I want to talk about this particular story and like just Tom Cruise in general, because I don't know. So I, every time I come across a Tom Cruise story, I get a little like the the hairs on the back of my neck stand up because mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is just a problematic individual for a number of reasons. True. And this is not the first time we've talked about Tom Cruise in the context of uh, the pandemic. Right, Holly? Well, right. Because at the beginning of the year, late last year, Tom Cruise went on a rant against the uh, staff of Mission Impossible 7 for some people breaking COVID protocols. And he was mad. And that leaked. And that was that totally backfired on Tom Cruise because it was pretty obvious that that leak was strategic in trying to place Tom Cruise as basically like the savior of Hollywood, the savior of movie making at a time when it's really challenging to make movies because of the pandemic. Yeah, which begs the question like, okay, so I want to tell you what Tom Cruise allegedly is doing and saying as a result of the story. We can talk a little bit about the story, but I think it's kind of like there's just some obvious questions you're going to think of in your head. Uh, A source told uh, the tabloids, quote, Tom is absolutely fuming about what's happened, especially given his rant to his staff last year. It's badly affecting the filming, and they'll be playing catch-up when they finally come back. So the story is allegedly 14 crew members got COVID. Most of them are close aides of Tom's. The whole shooting crew, which is about 60 people, have all had to self-isolate for 14 days. They uh, had been filming in Yorkshire earlier this year, but more recently were shooting scenes on the outskirts of London. This is all for Mission Impossible 7. Okay, so that like that's the story. And I love the notion that Tom is just fuming because people are sick. How dare they get this virus? He's got steam coming out of his ears, which I love that he's blaming people for being sick doesn't work like that like you know there is this notion and tom cruise certainly isn't the first but like um you know how dare people like if they got sick it's because they did something wrong right like i think that's the implication yeah you know i'm just angry because you people put us at risk for getting sick or some dumb thing yeah but it's like it's a disease right like right. you don't nobody willingly i mean maybe somebody does but for the most part you catch the disease at no to no fault of your own. We're in a global pandemic. Yes. People are going to get sick. Thank you. Yeah. Even no matter how hard you try. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the thing. So like shaming people for getting sick. Gross. Number two. Emphasis on the number two. Um, why are how long is this film filming? Forever. It seems forever. like this, this movie has been filming forever. And it's probably because of the pandemic has forced a lot of restrictions, which which has delayed or the, the restrictions have delayed the, the filming of this movie. At a certain point, like, when do you just look like 
like I get that you're trying to get things done and everybody's trying to like maneuver around and it's hard and it's difficult. Mm -hmm. But like at a certain point, it's like you're in a pandemic. It's going to like, is it worth it right now to be to be jumping through all these hoops? Is it a little unrealistic to think that um, that you should have been doing this in the first place? I don't I don't know. There's just something about this where I'm like, maybe take a step back, maybe realize that things are going to take a lot longer and then maybe realize that they're just not going to happen on your timeline, no matter how hard you try to bend the universe to your will, Tom Cruise. Right. Well, the schedule the filming was scheduled to start back in February of 2020. And then they set up, then, you know, the pandemic happened, then there were a lot of delays. But I think, Bradley, you got to a point about Tom Cruise wanting to control the universe. Yeah. That this was more the shooting of Mission Impossible 7 could be read as more as an interpretation of Tom Cruise's behavior of wanting to run the universe and essentially thinking that he's invincible. And why would he think that? Because Xenu. Xenu. Right. Because (laughs) Scientology. Scientology. Thank you very much. Right. Like this behavior, it's not like, oh boy, okay, we've got, you know, on one hand, we've got a big production that we want to see through because we're keeping people employed during this pandemic and it's really challenging. On the other hand, I forgot where I was going, but I think, well, what Tom Cruise has done, and we've seen his behavior throughout this past year, because remember last summer, Bradley, I don't know if you remember uh, Tom Cruise going out and filming himself going to a movie theater yeah. in the United Kingdom to go yeah. and see Tenant. He was like really excited about it. He's like, the movies are back. I'm wearing a, a mask and I'm going to sit here. And I love the movies. Tom Cruise is trying to position himself as single-handedly saving the motion picture industry. Yeah, exactly. And he's trying and, to will it into being despite any kind of safety protocols. And that's been his move this entire time because then his rants uh, behind the scenes were like, I'm trying to save movies yeah. by being so, but we have to be so dedicated and so careful and I'm trying to, you don't understand how, like, like, sure, but at the same time, sometimes you just can't do the same things, and sometimes, like, the universe is like, you know, nice try, but we're not doing that right now, and it's not going to be perfect, and you can't will your way into doing something that the universe just doesn't want to let you do because of whatever, you know, uh, whatever it's decided to give us, you yeah. know, in the, in, in this case, the pandemic, like you can't yeah. control that. Right. But like you can, to a certain extent, we're all trying to do our best, but like the, the like notion that you're going to shake your fist at the world and it's going to bend to your will seems very Tom Cruise, but also very dumb. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, Hey, have a little humility, but I don't think that humility is a word that Tom Cruise necessarily has at his disposal at any given time. And it also speaks to the larger concern, perhaps that Tom Cruise is uh, trying to work out. It's that the movie business is changing immensely. Tom Cruise is doing this huge, big budget, Mission Impossible 7, gonna be on the big screen no matter what. He's not dealing with the streaming services. He's not dealing with Silicon Valley. He is the movies. Tom Cruise is saving this industry single-handedly. When in actuality, he just makes himself look almost foolish. Well, yeah. In the notion, like everybody else is like, well, we're over here filming uh, in a weird, different way, because that's what we're doing right now because of COVID, but also because we don't know if movies are going to come back in the same way. Yeah. So it seems a little, um, hmm. 
A little bit of hubris on the part of Tom Cruise. Yeah, and we've never used the word hubris when describing Tom Cruise ever. Never. Never. Only all the time. Okay, thanks, Tom Cruise. Good luck to you. Mm -hmm. And I hope this film... Seriously, how long is this film going to be filming for? I don't know. As long as it takes, I guess. Not for the next 14 days anyway. All right, when we come back, we've got another question for you, dear audience, here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. And Holly is asking... Do you have a favorite drivable weekend summer getaway destination? Holly would like to know. 651 641.